This is the On The Banks Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation. Now, here's your host, Aaron Brightman. Welcome to episode 97 of the On The Banks Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Brightman, managing editor of On The Banks. Thanks so much for coming back after last week. Huge weekend for Rutgers Lacrosse. Both men's and women's lacrosse teams won NCAA tournament games for the women's team, first time ever, and the men's team, first win since 1991, starting with the women's team, huge win over number 10 Drexel last Friday, 16 to 13, senior T.T. Naslanski led the way with four goals and three assists. You also had senior captain Hannah Hollingsworth with four goals as well. They came from behind down 7-6 at the half, and it really was an unbelievable uh, victory for uh, head coach Melissa Lehman, who really has done wonders with this program. First NCAA tournament appearance in 22 years, first NCAA tournament win ever in program history. They did end their season on Sunday against number eight, Stony Brook, who was uh, 10-0 at home coming into that game and uh, got out of hand uh, early on. Rutgers ended up losing 20-8, to but set multiple records this season, most ranked wins in program history at six. Like I said, that first NCAA tournament whenever. The future is certainly bright for this program. And Coach Lehman, you have two, uh, you know, really anchors of the program in the offense and defense with sophomores Cassidy Spillis and Megan Ball both first-team All-Big Ten selections, and a really strong nucleus around. And who knows which seniors will return with that bonus year next year. So certainly things looking up for that program, and it really was great to see them take advantage of the opportunity. And then you have the men's team, same thing. You know, finally had that opportunity in the postseason. First NCAA tournament game in 17 years. First program win in 31 years. A dominant win over Lehigh who was, um, you know, ranked uh, the number eight seed going into it. And Rutgers really controlled it from the start. It was uh, 2-2 early on. It really dominated that second period. They held Lehigh scoreless for over 25 minutes in that game and were up 7-3 in the second half. And then after Lehigh mounted a bit of a comeback, uh, they finished the game strong with five consecutive goals. The big three up front, Adam Charon-Labides, Kieran Mullins, and Connor Curse all had hat tricks. So really uh, impressive performance offensively. And then the defense, holding Lehigh, who came in number four scoring offense in the country, held them well below the scoring average to five goals. Least amount of goals Rutgers has allowed in over two seasons and the lowest they ever allowed in an NCAA tournament game. So really tremendous job by the defense. And then Colin Kirst and goal, 17 saves against his former team becoming the first uh, goalkeeper for Rutgers to win an NCAA tournament game since his late father, Kyle, in 1991. So just amazing story there, which leads us to, to being fortunate to have Colin on this episode, as well as Coach Brecht once again, be able to talk to them about that big win against Lehigh, and then obviously the road ahead, now taking on the number one seed, number one team in the country, number one offense, North Carolina, this Saturday at 2.30 on ESPNU at Hofstra University. So we're going to welcome in Coach Brecht, and then we're going to talk to Colin. It's my pleasure to welcome back Big Ten Coach of the Year, Rutgers men's lacrosse head coach Brian Brecht. Coach, congratulations on the victory over Lehigh. As we talked about last week, we'd have you back if you won, and uh, you did. So here you are, and uh, thrilled to have you back. So congratulations, and uh, what has this past few days been like? Thanks, Aaron. No, I appreciate you having me back on and uh, certainly uh, you know, very excited for the guys. And, uh, you know, the locker room has been outstanding for the last 
you know, week and a half. Last week, I thought we had a great week of practice. Really excited to play in the NCAA tournament. Thought the trip down to Charlottesville was very smooth, relaxing. It was a great team, you know, activity just to spend time on the way down, take care of our testing protocol that they have now on Friday morning, have a walkthrough, throw around on Klockner, and uh, just enjoy the time together, you know, a couple good meals. And then, uh, you know, I thought we played well. I was very happy with the, the effort we got for 60 minutes. Uh, I thought the guys played well. It was a great team win. Happy for the players, and uh, but also for our alumni. Our alumni have been great, and uh, it's certainly exciting for them to you know uh, get a home game over on Long Island this weekend for us. And uh, I know there's a lot of guys coming over, so happy to play in front of them again and be playing uh, big-time games in the month of May uh, as we uh, go through the uh, NCAA tournament. So obviously, you know, a victory is a victory no matter how it comes. First uh, program victory in the NCAA tournament in 31 years. But the way that you played and really dominated the action – how satisfying was that for your team and, and for your senior class, but also now, how does it really bode well for the confidence moving forward with the task at hand this weekend against the top team in the country in North Carolina? Yeah, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, playing in the Big Ten, having a double round robin schedule in the Big Ten, we certainly had seen everything thrown at us from good goaltending to good faceoff to good offenses, good defenses. It, it really, uh, I think we were very well prepared. Uh, going into the postseason and, uh, you know, give give credit to the players. I mean, they were locked and, and laser focused, like I said, all last week at practice. And um, it, it really was a, a great showing by them. Defensively, I mean, they were lights out. I, I thought our defense was the best it's been this year. Our rope unit, you know, uh, certainly uh, really won their matchups. And and Colin Kirst was a, was a first-team All-American uh, in the goal. So he was lights out. 17 saves, really starting our transition, you know, being able to push the tempo. You know, I thought clearing we were, you know, basically 100%. I think there was a couple that we missed down the stretch, but it was lights out when it had to be during the, the part of the game that mattered. And uh, and offensively, you know, we got a couple of man-up opportunities. Uh, we got some early offense in the NASCAR you know, goals, John DeHenio, I told him after the game, listen, you know, all face-off stats are not created equally. So he might not have won the statistical stats, uh, you know, that the face-off guys are judged by, but, you know, two huge face-off wins to push forward for fast break goals to Connor Kirst in succession right in a row, eight seconds apart. I mean, those two assists by him and face-off wins and, and the goals, those, those are bigger than uh, any face-off wins that anyone else had uh, throughout the day. So, you know, I thought it was a, a great effort. You know, the offense really was mature, took their time against the zone defense and just chipped away. You know, we had some opportunities. We, you know, we had a lot of shots, you know, wish a couple more would have fell, but all in all, great team win, great effort by everybody. On Kirsten goal, you know, and the emotions running high with the family and playing his brother and obviously being in that with his father, having won the last NCAA tournament game for Rutgers, uh, you know, his performance, obviously top notch. How have you seen him grow this year? Obviously, you know, was a career backup at Lehigh and has really just blossomed into a, a tremendous player this year and obviously earned All-American honors uh, this past day. He's been great from day one. Uh, both uh, Colin and Connor, their personalities, the way they interact with their teammates in the locker room on the field, I think it's a, a big part of our success. You know, their personalities and, and who they are as young men. But on the field, yeah, Colin was certainly the MVP. Uh, and it, it's funny uh, because the last time Rutgers did win an NCAA tournament game, their dad, Kyle, was on the, the Rutgers team. And uh, 
and wearing a Scarlet Knight jersey uh, for that win over Virginia. So they were certainly a big part of our success. You know, Colin, you know, we didn't talk about it. You know, I made one comment on Sunday after the selection show. And, you know, as a coach, I was wondering how the emotions would factor in. Uh, but they're, they're pros. They were business, you know, all week in preparing. And, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, see any wavering uh, with any distractions. So it's probably, you know, a little more nerve wracking for, for mom and the rest of the family. But I think for the three boys, you know, with Colin, Connor and, and, and Cole on the field, I, I think it's business as usual. And, and they certainly, uh, you know, rose to the occasion and uh, took care of business, uh, you know, uh, on Saturday. And then you, you touched on it. We, we had actually talked about it last week about face-offs being a big part of this game, going against the top face-off team in the country. And John DeHenio, the, the two face-off wins at the end, you know, what does that do for him just going forward? Obviously, North Carolina, they're, they're good at face-offs as well. But how happy were you to see him have that success? And, and what can that do for him going into this big game on Saturday? John's a great competitor. And he is a lacrosse player. He's a talented athlete, talented lacrosse player. If you see him handle the ball and play in our drills and practices, He's an offensive threat. He can get a stop on the defensive end when we're doing one-on-one, four-on-four drills. So, you know, he's also a talented face-off guy. And playing in the Big Ten and competing uh, in the month of May in NCAA tournament, we're going to play against a lot of talented face-off guys. So I think, you know, uh, his talents also show that, you know, he can harass, you know, face-off guys after winning and picking up a ground ball. You know, I think if you look, we kind of rode back and, you know, there might have been five stats that maybe got the win in the in the stat column. But Rutgers ultimately had the possession and had an offensive opportunity. So, you know, they're not always created equally. You know, those two at the end were fast break goals. You know, those are you know bigger than any faceoff win. Uh, and like I said, when when Collins making saves and getting 17 saves uh, and our defense is playing the way they are, our rope unit is clearing the ball efficiently. And, you know, it, they can have a couple of faceoff wins more than us we're gonna you know win some of the other categories that you know give us the advantage to balance the field and and give us success i believe you're the top team in the country with fewest turnovers going into this matchup now with north carolina you know how important is it to to be clean on the defensive end and and really not give them any extra opportunities on the offensive end very much so because you know i get asked the question all the time about the face-offs and you know if we're clean on the perimeter and you know clearing the ball and offensively with our stick work then uh you know you don't have to worry about you know compounding injuries and throwing salt in the wound if you if you don't have as many face-off wins if you have low turnovers if you clear the ball efficiently it, it all balances out so uh we're going to make mistakes. All teams are going to make mistakes. And, and we talked about that a little bit today is that we have to manage and understand and have the maturity that when we have the ball, we're in control. And uh, there'll be some times that maybe we got to take our foot off the gas just to give our defense a break, catch our breath and, uh, and just, you know, relax and then get into the groove offensively. So, you know, mistakes are going to happen. You know, everything's not going to be clean and, and crisp hundred percent of the time. We just have to be aware that, you know, if it's getting a little chaotic, you know, let's just take a deep breath. Let's uh, slow it down a little bit, get our feet underneath us and uh, continue to play Rutgers lacrosse. So we're talking a little bit about the matchup with North Carolina, you know, top offense coming in, averaging 17 goals a game. But, you know, you, you've been tested all season. You, you actually, um, against Maryland in that rematch, held them uh, almost four goals below their season average. Obviously, you really shut down Lehigh, which is a top five offense. Um, you know, how, how much does that confidence boost help this defense going into the game? And um, UNC basically has a, a starting lineup of All-Americans. 
you know, it, it does that come into play mentally at all? And how do you kind of, you know, prepare your team for the challenge ahead that that is North Carolina? No doubt. When you're talking about the Elite Eight and quarterfinals, uh, you know, every every game is a big game this weekend. And, uh, and, and our game in North Carolina is no different. You know, they got a lot of star power and a lot of individual you know, players that are, you know, very dominant in their positions and, and have had great careers and great seasons so far. But we've been playing together, you know, all year long. Uh, I think Coach Ryan's done a great job on the defensive end, organizing them, getting them to play to their strengths. You know, they've been playing hard. You know, they've been really growing and being intelligent uh, with understanding their matchups and the game plan. And, uh, you know, when we play hard, we play intelligent and understand what's going on around us. And, uh, and we're all together working as one. I like this defense an awful lot. And, um, you know, I think the, the rope unit, our LSMs, you know, Ethan Roll and, um, you, know, you know, Zach Massessa have been doing a great job transitioning the ball, getting out, playing their man and, you know, uh, causing havoc in the middle of the field and pushing some tempo. You know, we're a fun team to, to watch. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that on Saturday. And now that you're a few days removed from from that victory over Lehigh, you know, how is the coach of you approached balancing the emotions of, of that victory and now obviously refocusing this team for the challenge ahead on Saturday? Yeah, I think we certainly, uh, you know, enjoyed the, the NCAA win, um, you know, on Saturday night and Sunday. You know, Monday is always about us and taking care of Rutgers, getting better from, uh, you know, the, the game that we just played and and uh, maybe growing some from some things that we, uh, you know, can learn from from the film. But uh, for us, you know, being late in May right now, playing these games with an older veteran bunch, you know, we had the day off from practice on Monday, kind of took care of, uh, you know, treatment and, uh, you know, got a lift in, watched some films, met. But, uh, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is our heavy lifting and our work week here. And, uh, you know, we had a, a great day today. Looking forward to a couple more days before heading over to uh, Long Island and, and uh, having a, a walk through and throw around on Friday before game day on Saturday. In terms of this senior class, Obviously, uh, been through a lot of adversity. How how is their toughness and just you know a team like they just seize the moment against Lehigh on Saturday? You know everything they've been through and, and all that they have accomplished here. How happy are you for them? Just with them being able to deliver that win and to be able to uh, really elevate this program throughout their careers. Yeah, not just happy for them, proud of them. I mean, uh, the senior class has been great. I mean, uh, from day one, we talked about. A lot of things uh, over the summer, you know, with everything going on with COVID and, you know, online classes and, and uh, coming back to be able to work out and train. There was, there was a, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of discipline. They were very focused on what they needed to do, what they wanted to do, and they were committed to it. And uh, I just think, you know, I'm proud of uh, a lot of people talk about doing things. You know, they actually did it, you know, uh, and they you know, all fall, uh, all preseason, and then a double round robin, you know, uh, Big Ten schedule. Uh, they performed, prepared well during the week, traveled well when uh, when we were on the road, and uh, and played well on game day. So very happy for them, very proud of what they've accomplished so far. I mean, uh, we're excited this week uh, to keep on playing. You know, no more, no more classes, no more finals. You know, uh, exams have come to an end. So this is a great week for us coming off of a, a big win for our program. And, uh, you know, as much as uh, this senior class has been great as far as mentoring the young guys, you know, uh, you know, setting a standard and, and obviously being great leaders. And we, we do have a lot of young alumni uh, that have been in the program for the last, you know, four or five years that ha have had some big wins under their belt, uh, have played in Big Ten tournaments, you know, been on the wrong side of the bubble on Selection Sunday. But, you know, they did a lot of heavy lifting to get us here. And so there's a lot of people to thank. And uh, 
very proud of our senior class and very happy and thankful for our alumni to you know put us in this situation to be able to be playing in a quarterfinal game this weekend. So just jumping off of, of that, uh, what the senior class has accomplished, what you've accomplished with this program, you're heading into the quarterfinals, a chance to go to the final four against the number one team in the country. You're playing on, on Long Island, hoping for a big turnout from Rutgers fans. What is your biggest hope just in terms of how your team comes out to handle the emotions of the moment and be able to, to really, you know, take their best step forward against uh, really the, the best team in, in lacrosse this season? You know, one of the things I told them uh, when we started this week, is like, you know, in order to get to where we want to be at the end of the year, you're going to have to play good teams. If we're a good team, we're going to have to beat other good teams. So, um, you know, if we're going to play North Carolina, the number one team in the country, you know, let's play them with a week to prepare as opposed to a, you know, one day turnaround uh, to prepare for them. So listen, you know, it's easier said than done. So, uh, you know, we're in uncharted waters right now, but uh, we got a senior class that is very focused, very committed. uh, And uh, they've done an awful lot for this program this year. They've had some big wins under their belt. Nothing could prepare us for North Carolina in the quarterfinals than playing a double round robin Big Ten schedule. So they they handled the gauntlet of the Big Ten home and away. They handled the road game uh, against the you know uh, a higher seeded team in the first round. Uh, they've been they've been great preparing so far this week, and um, uh, I have a lot of confidence and looking forward to the next couple of days as we get ready to you know uh, for that opening whistle uh, on Saturday. Rutgers men's lacrosse head coach Brian Brecht, thank you so much for your time. You know, congratulations again. Best of luck this weekend. And I'll just say it again. We, we, we said it last week. If, if you get the win this weekend, well, don't tell my producer, but we'll have you back again next week if, if we can find some time. And uh, really been a pleasure to talk to you all season. Best of luck this weekend uh, against North Carolina. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks again to Coach Brian Brecht for, for being here. Third appearance of the season, always fun to talk to him. And uh, who knows, if uh, if they win again this weekend, we'll have him back the following week. But uh, now we're going to talk to Colin Kurse, Big Ten Specialist of the Year, All-American named uh, by Inside Lacrosse this week. And uh, really just unbelievable performance. There were so many great performances against Lehigh for Rutgers. But really, I, in my opinion, none were better than Colin Kurse, the storylines and going against his former team and and uh, 17 saves in goal, really propelling that defense, the best performance that Rutgers men's lacrosse has had in, in a long time. So obviously he, he's going to be key in this next weekend's matchup. And uh, we're going to talk to him about all that right now. It's my pleasure to welcome in Rutgers senior goalkeeper, Colin Kirst, Big Ten Specialist of the Year, recently named All-American. Colin, congratulations on Saturday's win and your performance. And thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. So, a lot to, lot to uh, catch up on from last week. Storylines galore. Obviously, you know, playing with your brother this year, Connor, playing against your brother last week, Cole, playing against your former team, Lehigh, becoming the, the first goalie for Rutgers to lead their team to an NCAA tournament win since your late father. Just, I get emotional even just saying all that. Uh, how, how was the experience for you? How was the buildup? How has how's it been, your, the reception for your family and just everything, the whole experience, uh, how has that been for you? Oh, man, it's been amazing. doesn't really feel real, honestly. Just like last week, you know, when we got in Sunday, you know, everyone was pumped, just crazy, you know, kind of how far this program's come. But seeing our name pop up, there was, you know, so much joy. And then let it set it set in for the first 10 seconds and then just seeing our name next to Lehigh, you know, it was a pretty, pretty surreal moment for myself. You know, just turning back a year and change. I was practicing with those guys, you know, part of that family. And I still am. 
but, you know, getting to compete, you know, kind of at that, at the level, you know, and being on that NCAA tournament stage was definitely special and, you know, something I won't forget forever. Just in terms of, of your family, obviously, you know, playing with your brother all, all year, you both transferred, you obviously from Lehigh, your brother from Villanova, and then playing against your brother, you know, what was, what was that whole weekend like? How, how's your mom holding up and uh, just how was the whole family in general, just in terms of, of going through? Yeah, she's doing okay. We like to talk after every game, uh, you know, as brothers, um, just like kind of talk about our games and just individually what maybe we could have done or what we should have done, uh, just like critiquing each, uh, each other. But yeah, then getting to play each other was uh, pretty crazy. It was like the backyard, pretty fun. But yeah, my mom was holding up. My two other brothers, Caden and CJ, were, were there, which was cool, along with my grandfather and uh, aunt and uncle on my mom's side. So it was tough, definitely tough for them while, you know, the ball was going back and forth and not really sure how to cheer or what to do, but kind of a split decision thing, I guess. But yeah, it was a special moment for sure. And uh, I assume you, you'll uh, brag to your brother about, uh, you know, stopping him. Uh, nah. At least one <laughs> save on him in that game. <laughs> nah, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not really about that. It's tough. You know, we, we get, he shoots on me a lot, especially with my other brothers in the off season. And I kind of, I kind of know his stroke, um, you know, seeing it so much. So I, w- I wouldn't say, I guess, advantage me in, in those situations. But, uh, you know, when you see his shot, like for the past, 20 years you kind of have a grip of you know the release points and stuff so yeah just in terms of of you and Connor you know coming in here obviously Rutgers had a you know pretty deep senior class uh that you guys are now a part of what has that experience been like how have you been received and just you know getting to play with guys like Adam Turnell and Budes and Kieran Mullins how how they've really grown this program over their careers and for you guys now fitting in and being able to help elevate it even further yeah I mean it's been amazing the senior class this year are really special guys, you know, really welcome Connor and I and our other roommate, Brian Ward, who's also a transfer, you know, with open arms, just being, you know, kind of understanding our backgrounds, you know, having four years under our belt at, uh, you know, other programs, you know, just being open ears, uh, both just us and also them. And just looking back, you know, them, their leadership past four years, really special. And then especially just with COVID and everything, it's been, it's been really cool to see, um, you know, like those guys that you mentioned, you know, the captains of the team, just how they've, how they've led, um, you know, the guys and yeah, it's really, really special and really uh, unique. So your career, uh, you know, you had, you had a great high school career. You were a high school American, you go to Lehigh, you know, you were back up most of your career and then you come here and you, you know, you had just a tremendous season in the big 10, you know, what has that been like for you? How, you know, how much has that payoff really just kind of instilled your beliefs and, you know, just never giving up and, and validating the decision to come back, come to Rutgers? Yeah. I mean, the goalie position is tough. There's only, there's only one while, you know, every other position there's multiple. So, you know, James Spence is an unbelievable goalie, unbelievable person. I don't regret any, any of my decision to, you know, go into Lehigh. It's not, it's not really about the playing time. It's kind of just about the culture and your experience. And I loved every second of it, but yeah, I mean, definitely coming in here, you know, having to earn a spot for sure. Not really given anything. It's been cool, you know, just working, working hard in the fall and, you know, really getting to work early this spring. But yeah, I mean, just putting your nose down, working hard every day, not really worrying about the other things that you can't control, uh, I think are the biggest things. And, you know, just continue to do that throughout this week, especially just focus on the simple things and, you know, just let the game play. And uh, what has it been like for you playing with the defense? You know, it's a veteran defense as well. You guys got guys like Garrett Bullitt and uh, 
Jared, Jim Felice, uh, just how has it been playing with them and how they've kind of welcomed you and how you've built chemistry uh, this season? Yeah, it's been amazing. It's like a brotherhood down there, you know, just on the defensive end. I think Coach Ryan does an amazing job of really bringing all the defense together. You know, whether you're a scout guy, starter, you know, you really feel special, uh, you know, no matter what your role is. But yeah, those guys are the best. You know, we try and keep it lighthearted and, you know, just have a good time because it can get stressful at some points and even throughout practice and stuff like, you know, certain situations. But, you know, just keeping it lighthearted, you know, you mess up, you mess up, move on flush it and you know just keep going but yeah it's been it's been amazing to get to play with those guys Garrett is a special special defender same with uh Jared and Bobby and you know they bring different things to the table and it's you know it's great to see them work you know with those other guys you know the short 60 mids uh Danninger you know Tommy Coyne Franco you know all those guys with Sessa Ethan Rawl it's really cool just to see how they work you know in front of the all the goalies and you know, just the system and how they're all on the same page is, uh, you know, it's great to see. So you obviously took on one of the best offenses in the country last week. You held Lehigh to five goals, well below their season average. Also set a record for Rutgers uh, NCAA tournament game, breaking your own father's record. Um, now you go against the top offense in the country, North Carolina. How do you shift gears emotionally and, you know, kind of as a unit and also yourself personally kind of attack that, that challenge that's now ahead of you? Yeah, I think just staying the course is the biggest thing. One of our big mottos this, this season was just taking it game by game, you know, just having the only Big Ten schedule as a gauntlet. So not really looking ahead, taking it game by game, practice by practice, you know, day by day. But yeah, UNC is unbelievably coach, well-coached team, has a bunch of unbelievable players. You know, we're excited and just ready to, you know, ready for the challenge for sure and ready to, you know, get prepared and, uh, you know, keep it, keep it going. And, you know, knowing what this program has been through, uh, you know, coming close years before and then obviously breaking through this year, you know, and you finally getting that win last week. Do you feel a little bit uh, yourself and also the team a little bit of pressure off and almost like you have nothing to lose going against the top team in the country? And, and does that help in terms of being able to prepare for, for, for this game? It's a good question. I think uh, I think this this whole year we've kind of we've kind of adapted the, you know, backs behind the wall. You know, in you're in a fist fight, and, you know, you got to survive. And that's where it is. It's survive advance right now. So, you know, you got to you got to prepare the best of your ability and, you know, execute. So I think that's where we're, we're just focusing on the little things and, you know, the, the simple things that we need to, you know, tidy up, especially looking at last game and just making sure those are dialed in. You know, the less mistakes, the better, especially, you know, at this level for sure. And uh, last question, just in terms of obviously uh, this last year with COVID and, you know, not being able to play in front front of fans for so long. You know, this weekend's game is in Long Island at Hofstra. Uh, Hopefully a lot of Rutgers fans will be there. What's it been like to to go through this whole tournament experience and and this season uh, now being able to play in front of fans? And how was it last weekend? and, And what are you guys hoping for this coming weekend? Yeah, it's been so cool. I mean, our first game. I remember uh, against Penn State and SHI, no fans. And then, you know, we play Hopkins the second time and there was a bunch of fans there. And you don't really realize, you know, the impact of people at the game um, until they're, you know, taken away. So, yeah, that was, that, that's been so cool to see. And they, they bring so much energy. And, you know, last weekend was a lot of fun and, you know, hopefully continue it. Colin Curse, Big Ten Specialist of the Year, All-American. Thank you so much. Congratulations on a great senior year and best of luck this weekend. Rutgers fans are rooting for you. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks again to Rutgers men's lacrosse head coach Brian Brecht and 
Goalkeeper Colin Kirst, really special time for the men's lacrosse program. It's been a long time coming. This program has really come a long way, uh, and it's just been great to see their breakthrough campaign, playing that all Big Ten schedule and being able to come through uh, against Lehigh last weekend. You know, it's it's been a it's been a strange year for sure for for every sport with with COVID and the imbalanced schedules and you know the uncertainty of whether games are going to play and and now. One of, if not the biggest uh, game for all of Rutgers Athletics this coming weekend. And, you know, I have a little bit of a strange feeling. You never know, but um, Rutgers is really due a big, big win. And nothing would be bigger than taking down the number one team in the country in the NCAA tournament en route to the Final Four. So, obviously, a huge task ahead. It's not going to be easy at all. But with this Rutgers men's team, men's lacrosse team, you know, what they've been through, the adversity they've overcome, you know, it's really going to be uh, fun to watch them take on the number one team in the country and let the chips fall where they may. So best of luck to the Rutgers men's lacrosse team. And thank you for listening once again. Check out onthebanks.com for continued coverage uh, for the men's lacrosse team this weekend, as well as we have the spring game this week for football and lots going on with all the other sports as well. So you can follow us on Twitter, OTB underscore SB Nation. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you next time. Follow On The Banks on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Just search On The Banks Podcast.